Before we start this episode, we wanted to let you know that this is a story about an animal rescue and the guy in charge of it who has dedicated his life to saving animals. Today's show includes a description of a dog that suffered abuse before he was rescued. He's doing fine now, but we wanted to let you know ahead of time. Okay, here's the episode, and here's Scroll Down producer Charlotte Reese. The drive out there, okay, so it was it was a lot of highway for a good portion of it, maybe an hour and 20 minutes. I was nervous that, you know, they weren't going to give me the address in time. It was very difficult to get a hold of them and to nail something down. When I asked him that, I said, you know, why is the location so secret? And he said it's it's probably the most important thing to keep it confidential. Somewhere in Chester County, and I don't really think I should say anything else. You go up a very long driveway, a lot of land, a couple cars. They were right there, standing guard in front of the bunker. Oh, it's very important to keep it as confidential as we can. We had had people try to break in to get their dog back. From KYW News Radio in Philadelphia, this is Scroll Down. I'm Charlotte Reese. Today on the podcast... The fact that I can say that, yes, there's animal abuse happening right now is kind of sickening. We all know it happens. We pick up the phone, like, share, retweet, and grieve together. Nobody wants to see what I see. Nobody wants to see this on an everyday basis. But what happens after those calls are made? We do it because if we don't go in most cases, nobody's going. I wanted to find out. So I called Justice Rescue and spent nearly two hours with a man who calls himself Wolf. Russell Harper, I don't think he even likes to go by that because when I had asked him, you know, podcasts, we like to do our self-intros. Russell Harper, and I'm a humane police. He stopped mid-sentence and he said, no, I'm Wolf. This is Wolf from Justice Rescue. Wolf is a humane police officer who runs Justice Rescue. He's a bald, kind of taller guy, a lot of tattoos. When I met him, they had brought out a dog right when I got there. The dog was blind and deaf. And you could just tell it cuddled into Wolf's arms like it knew that it was him. And you could tell when the other people were holding the dog, it was uncomfortable. And seeing that right off the bat was like, who is this guy? Wolf is the alpha dog. And there's been times when I've gone into shelters and there'd be a dog that is so scared, so aggressive, and they're not wanting to hurt somebody, but they will if they're pressured. And I've been able to gain trust with them. And the shelter, actually, people actually named me Wolf because I came in and was able to communicate with them and get them to feel calm and be able to come out. Right before I... Asked Wolf about his nickname. A dog had escaped, and you could hear the volunteer absolutely frantic that this dog was loose, and you just heard him jump. 
They want to lose dog. Into action. And I'm telling you, that gate was wide open for me, so I would have felt very guilty if that dog got out. You want one off this racket? Do they usually run right over the wolf? Once the dog, I think, heard Wolf's voice, it stopped dead in its track. And I looked out the door, and there was the dog. Just, you know, the gate's still wide open. The volunteer's trying to get it shut, but it was content being at Wolf's feet. All right, never dull woman. Yeah, that's okay. You have a real connection with every animal. I can't explain that. Uh, you know what? I have a connection that I just can't explain. It's like I can feel what they're feeling. I can hear what they're saying. I don't know. This is a guy who started as a shelter volunteer and knew more needed to be done. We saw animal control officers bringing in dogs that were fought and that were terribly abused. And we decided at that time, sometimes it's going to take guys like us to deal with the people like that are doing it, people like them. So we just got out, got started saving animals. And, you know, one turned to two, turned to three, turned to four. And then, you know, we're saving thousands a year at this point. This organization is called Justice Rescue. It's a nonprofit, so funded, run by volunteers. They keep every dog that they come in contact to, but that doesn't mean that they answer every call either. It's very difficult to hear and to say, but I could take you right now where, you know, many, many animals are being abused. We never have an empty kennel. Like, as soon as one goes out, we bring another one in. And the fact that I can say that is kind of sickening. The fact that I can say that, yes, there's animal abuse happening right now. It's the level of abuse that we have to concentrate on. It's a little bit different if a dog is spending... You know, a little bit too much time on on a tie-out chain compared to dogs being locked and beat in the basement of a house. From what I gathered, Justice Rescue has most of the animals that can be adopted in homes already with fosters at the actual compound location. Are dogs that are too aggressive, trust issues definitely, have seen people act in such barbaric ways that they can never love a human and in many cases i am the only one that will handle physically handle the dogs like they have indoor outdoor runs or fed they're let out that kind of things but to actually physically handle the dog i'm the only one that does it so he becomes dad to 50 dogs that they have on their property at all times right now i have four sick dogs that i have to take care of every two hours So timing for this interview was even a little, you know, had to be right there because every two hours I have to hand feed them. I have to give them medicine. I have to give them fluids. They separate themselves from other rescues because they are humane officers so they can do things on their own. We go where they're not being reported. We go to the urban areas, back alleys, backyards, things like that to where, you know, dangerous for somebody to report their neighbor something that he does is he goes undercover and he can make himself I can talk myself up pretty good and i'm fully protected we have people one's never putting the dogs at risk but i will walk him down the street and you know i have tattoos and fighters will actually offer to fight as you're walking down the street 
your everyday cop on the street calls Wolf for advice when they run into animals being abused or something that just doesn't look right. With that, we've gained a very high point of credibility that they know that they can trust us and that we will work with them and we won't put any any of them or the case at risk. He told me a story about one of, I mean, he's become friends with the cops at this point from all over. So the one guy who seems like he was close with called us at 2.30 in the morning and he said, listen, there was just a dog freezing to death against the fence. You know, and it's skin and bones. You got to get here. You know, I made him take the dog in, but this dog is not okay. I got there about 20 minutes later and because they didn't want any problems with the police, they took the dog downstairs and they hung him. in a Bilco doorway that goes from the inside to the outside street. And luckily, their house was filthy, that the dog somehow found a way to not fall, as Wolf said, bouncing on the leg. the dog was on their one leg, bouncing up and down to stay alive. And they were able to save him. That's one of our sanctuary dogs. His name's Monkey. That's one of our sanctuary dogs that will be with us forever. We can understand he loves us, but, you know, that's one of those things. Because likely he doesn't trust or like people. Nobody wants to see what I see. Nobody wants to see this on an everyday basis, how these animals are suffering. But we do it because nobody else is going to. If we don't go in most cases, nobody's going. And those animals will just continue to suffer. Before Justice Rescue, I was in business. And I went through a very difficult time of my own. Depression, anxiety. You know, my whole world got turned upside down at one point. And, you know, during that time, you know, I I questioned myself even being here on this earth. You see the bumper stickers, My Rescue Saved Me. It was totally that I should have wrote that because they literally saved my life. And, you know, each day I was there for them through the depression, no matter what's happening. I was there for them. They needed to eat. They needed to be walked. They needed to love. I deal with that here, working with the animals and the overall animal cruelty in this world. But when I am investigating right then, the the first thing to me is the welfare of that animal, making sure that it's not having any further suffering but then it switches to me how good can i be how much can i really investigate and how much evidence can i really get and you get excited to get evidence you get excited to gather enough information that's that's the only way that i can switch it on and off to not take things personally and and respond in a way that's not going to be beneficial to us or the animal It's almost like you lose faith in humanity, and it's only the dogs, the animals there that you have to save. Talk about the rewards, though, too. What do you get out of this? What's Is there a bright side to it? Wow. That's exactly how it is for me. You know, it's not what I want to do. It's not what I want to see. It's depressing. It's, you know, it's... It, you do lose hope in humanity, but if you don't continue... 
you're not going to affect anything, right? And I, there's been many times that I just said, I just can't do this anymore. Not one more time. I'm exhausted. I'm financially broke. You know, I've lived without electricity in my house because we had medical bills. Like, you know, I really did everything that I could. And then it just comes to a time. So you just say no more. And then you get that, uh, that next call. Hey, there's a dog freezing. How do you say no? He's up against anybody that's ever laid a hand on a dog, put a dog in a ring with another dog. He does not care what kind of animal it is. He will try his best to hunt you down. The only reward that I have is when that animal gets a loving home. We talked a lot about dogs, but every time he found himself saying, dog or when we rescue dogs he made sure to say but it's not only dogs they rescue you know we have a horse horses. trailer in case we need livestock to be rescued which we do we you know like i said we've rescued cows bulls horse sheep alligators Alligator. like, that was actually in chester in delaware county oh, wow. the yeah. situation that they found it in could have been a lot worse so there was just a, a bathtub and it was all full of green slime and we were looking because there was two other dogs starving to death down there. And very luckily, one of my guys seen a cage covering it in the back and said there's something in there. And then we saw the eyes at the top. It was, um, I, I think, I don't know, maybe three, three feet long. So was he loose with the dogs in the basement? Yeah, he, he was covered in like a, like a green slime. Then it had like a board and a tarp over top of it, and then only a protection in the back. So when I pulled that off, because you check everywhere, I thought there was a doghouse underneath there. Yeah, that was a little scary because I didn't even know the alligator was in there. What happened with that? It went to a uh, wildlife refuge. It's part of some zoo now. Um, that the alligator was hurt, so it never could be you know put out in the wild or anything. And I, I don't know much about them either. I know we charged them and they were convicted and we got surrender. And we uh, we got them to <laughs> to the professionals. Wolf is dedicated through and through to his justice rescue to saving animals. That he doesn't have a set schedule because sometimes when he's driving to work, he'll see an animal in distress. One time he and saw I a, a squirrel. squirrel. My way to work, and there was a squirrel running around in circles in the middle of the road, flopping in circles. And cars are just driving over it in between the tires and just driving over it. I stopped traffic and I got out and I grabbed the squirrel. And I figured the squirrel's gonna have to be euthanized. I was just hit by a car, but it's just suffering. So I picked it up, I put it in the floorboard of my car, because I got traffic completely blocked at this point. And I got the squirrel, put it in the uh, in the floorboard of my car, right, and I'm like, you know, trying to get to wildlife refuge at this point. And next thing I know, the squirrel jumps up on my lap. And here's Wolf, the biker-looking man, petting a damaged squirrel, taking it to be rescued. You know, I'm not scared of squirrels, but I'm sure that they could hurt you. I mean, they crack acorns. So they're gonna, you know, if they want to bite you, they can. That it, that squirrel sat on my lap the entire ride would jump up onto my door and then right back on my lap like he knew he was going to be you know taken somewhere and I felt bad for him as I was popped out like he just and I was petting him I was petting the squirrel and he he like didn't act like he cared at all and the squirrel ended up making it 
the wildlife refuge actually saved him and put him back out. Wow. Yeah, so that was that was one of my most cool rescues. When Wolf gets a call and he can help, he does. He's not somebody that, okay, Justice Rescue is in Chester County, so he only helps Chester County. We don't care. Like, we're not area-specific. He told me he has helped anywhere as far as Tennessee. We just did a large cockfighting investigation in Tennessee. Australia. Like, through on the phone with somebody that found our organization and called us and told me about a dog being abused, and I looked up their their statutes and, and I found the right people out there for them to contact and I told her the right words to say and how to reference it to the statutes and all of that and they rescued the dog and that dog had been being abused for like two years so you know I I will help an animal no matter where animals don't know where they're from he even said you know Christmas day rolls around it's not getting ready for a family dinner it's waiting for a phone call there's never a day that goes by cannot nor do I want to keep a relationship, a personal relationship. Family has been very difficult because you know you, they want you home for Christmas dinner. You know, sisters and moms and my dad and all of them want us, but they have been completely supportive of what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis, and they know that I more than likely will not be coming home for the holidays. Unfortunately, a lot of holidays. There's a lot of abuse complaints. One of the things that affect me is I used to love the winter. To see these animals that are just freezing to death, frozen to fences, and already dead. You just know it's coming. Same thing in the summer. The problem is in the summer with the heat, by the time we get there, 90% of the time they're already dead. Now it's just holding accountability to the people that did it. That's my every day. Every day is about about the animals and about how I'm going to be able to help them. Wolf has big plans for the future, not just for Justice Rescue. Long-term goal is for us to be able to be a, you know, a collaborating rescue that brings everybody together to affect change and to be able to provide training of the years and years that we had to learn on our own, including you know the, the type of equipment to use and how to restrain or how to rehabilitate and just building a larger scale is what I think I want to be. Are you speaking with any legislators right now or have are you guys close with anybody trying to talk about laws? I know um, Libre's law was recently passed I th- sometime last year. Was that beneficial? Do you want more? The new law isn't doing anything proactive. It's reactive, right? So what we can do on the reactive side is yes we can inv- investigate animal cruelty we can make arrests we can seize dogs through or animals all animals through warrants and then take them to court i think that we all need like i said hold hands together and let's go after the proactive side you know it's very costly for animals control in some of the municipalities that have a lot of strays but what are we doing on the proactive side? Are these municipalities doing microchipping clinics? Are they doing vaccination clinics? Are they, you know, checking for dog licenses? I think, you know, the questions what I prepared for all went out the window on my way home. I felt like I had just learned and kind of changed my view of animal rescue. I think that animal lovers have a fire and a fury that they just jump on any opportunity they can to stop somebody from hurting an animal. 
and I agree with that. You know, I I don't know anybody that goes to the lengths that we do, 24-7-365. I really appreciate the, the social media and how it's affected everybody getting on page with with how animals are treated and you know, what we can do to help. But in some cases, that over anxious or fire and fury when they're posting things on Facebook, it really hurts the investigation because there's a lot of times that I will learn of an abuse because of social media, but I can't do anything necessarily about it because by the time I got there, it was already fixed or the animal's gone. Instead of jumping on every little thing on social media that we need to come together, each community needs to have their own animal welfare society, so to speak, or animal protection unit. Of course, Justice Rescue's Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram are great and safe ways to stay or get involved. You can search Justice Rescue on Facebook, Justice underscore Rescue on Twitter, and Justice Period Rescue on Insta. As for me, you can catch me on Twitter at C Reese, R-E-E-S-E 28. Thanks for listening to Scroll Down. If you liked it, please subscribe and review wherever you download your podcasts. I think you'll get a lot more when we go for a ride. Like yeah. that's yeah. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I, you know, I've taken a couple people. There's been a couple times that people's like, no, you got to get me out of here. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like what we generally do is we're going to see animal abuse. You're going to see animal abuse. They're not a question. You're going to see it. But depending on the, the relationship, if it's immediate, then I have to respond even with you there. But if I can take you somewhere back to your vehicle or take you to a police station, then go back. Then that's what I do. Okay. Understandable. So we'll keep you safe. Until next time. I'm Charlotte Reese.